I always try to be the best boss that I could be, but it's difficult when people start taking advantage, you know. So for me now, like, I don't have a lot of staff and it's, it, maybe it's just better because I feel like you can get like people in your space and things, but you can't control everything. You are listening to Stream. Every bone in my body was like, you are not doing this, this is wrong. Keep the conversation going and remain top of mind. Challenges are not supposed to stop you. The priorities and the things that we value have entirely changed. What we think influences what we say and how we behave. Taking the first step will reveal the next step. We try and create tomorrow what didn't exist today. It's not going to be perfect. You have to just keep moving forward. Welcome to Stream a platform where different streams of consciousness come together to share stories of struggles and success. I'm your host, Marisa Logan. This episode of Stream is brought to you by OLX South Africa. OLX, the online classifieds where you can buy and sell pretty much anything, is celebrating all hustlers, those that are working to make some extra money and those who are looking to save some money by making smart purchases these hustlers work to make and get the best deals so that they can live their best lives. OLX is on the hunt for South Africa's ultimate side hustler in their latest competition, hashtag OLX Hone Your Hustle. Stay tuned for the top 20 side hustler announcement in the next few days and details on how you can hustle and vote for your favorite side hustler and win big. Visit OLX South Africa on Facebook and Twitter for more details. If your 95 isn't cutting it and your side hustle is where it's at, then this episode of Stream is for you. Welcome, Faiza Omar. It's so lovely to have you on the stream, known as the Stylish Baker, and with over 20 years of experience, you've been featured on television, you've got your own cookbook. I'm really excited to have you and to first of start off with hearing more about how your journey started. Okay, thank you, um, Marissa. It's lovely to be on your um, platform. Um, yeah, so basically, I love baking. I didn't always love baking. I mean, I helped my mom in the kitchen when I was growing up, like just for eat and stuff, but not like hardcore baking. And then, um, as I got older, I started experimenting with like birthday cakes for my sisters. And then I got hooked on like trying to do like macarons and that's quite technical. And yeah, then I was just like obsessed. I just started obsessing about perfecting the macaron and just like, just kept on going and experimenting. And then with traveling as well, like trying out different um, pastries and flavors, I was always just wanting to recreate everything that I tasted somewhere. And how, how did it come about baking and stylish baker, obviously? With, and that's yeah. why I'm interested. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <you're> <laughs> okay so basically i um i was like active on instagram i would just post things that i just baked um or tried out new recipes and usually it was um like french chefs that i just was you know they would post their recipes and i just tried um, replicating those and things like that and then um on instagram like i my following started like picking up momentum and people were very like interested in what I was posting and um, it was like especially like the tools and the molds that I was using because I would always like bring back everything 
that I would um, see like when I travel. So like if I saw a lovely cake tin or like a really nice mold, I would like bring it back with me. And then I used these like when I was posting on Instagram and then there was so much of interest, like people were so excited, like, oh, where did you get that? And where will I find it? And also like the ingredients, it's very specialized. So then I, I, I suggested to my sister, because we both love baking, I was like, we need to like open an online store and stock these um, molds and ingredients because people can't get them in South Africa. I mean, we bring it in our suitcase and there must be like tons of people like us. So we started the Stylish Baker. And the reason why it was called the Stylish Baker is because if you think of like a chef, um, usually, or baker, they like very like comfy shoes, like these clogs and like chef gear. And we like not like that at all. I mean, we love style and fashion. So we really wanted to show people that you can be like really stylish and still bake and produce these beautiful baked items. I love that. And that's exactly it. It's, and that's really what drew my attention as well on your feed and on, on social media, Instagram and your YouTube is, first of all, you not, you are, it's feminine baking. It's beautiful. So, and I think the outfits are just as gorgeous as the, as the baking. And also like you, you know, you need to, you can be like presentable and look after yourself, even though you are like baking and like, you know, working with your hands. And usually people, some people tend to like neglect themselves because they put so much into their, um, like their work and things like that. So it's important to look after yourself and still like put a lot into your um, work and passion. No, I completely agree. And that comes to life with your, with everything visually that you guys have created but I'm interested to know did you full-time go into baking was it a side hustle did you sort of have to build up um like where did your career sort of start okay so initially um I trained as a skincare therapist that was always my passion and I had I had uh, like a very big skincare center in Northbrake um so that was I started it in 2011 and I had like a few therapists and then I expanded, um, opening up a hair, like a hair bar. And that was really my passion. Like I loved skincare and the whole beauty industry, but on the side, I always baked. So I would bake and invite my friends for tea parties. I would host a salon event and then like make all the bakes, like make it like amazing for all my clients. So that passion was still there, but it was never like the main focus. And then when we opened this um, online store, at the same time, my daughter actually started high school and she was schooling in Joburg. So she stayed with my sister and I would anyways travel up and down to see her. And yeah, so it was it was a bit difficult, like juggling the two, because I would be um, like in the week in Alsprayt, in the weekends, come see her in Joburg. And the salon still went. I still... Um, try to focus a lot of time on that because like it's a hands-on job people come to you they love you um, your your touch your personality it's like a connection you have with your clients and then we started our um, pastry school so with the pastry school um, we started like traveling to Cape Town and then doing more classes in Joburg and then I found like it was really difficult to kind of 
like find a balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like managing staff and being traveling all the time. That was like a huge challenge. Mm-hmm. So then, um, yeah, then like I just made a decision last year that, you know, I like I just can't do it because I found that I wasn't giving a hundred percent to my skincare center. Yes. And like for me, if I do something, it has to be like a hundred percent, like the best. So it wasn't fair to my clients because people would want to come and I wasn't available, trying to reschedule, managing staff. Yeah, no. So I just made the decision then that okay. I had to choose. Okay. So I didn't realize it was a year ago. I thought it was much longer. Yeah, it was actually September 2019 that I decided to like close my skincare center and just like do like a smaller home salon for my very loyal, very like clients that have been with me for like 18 years. I just do their treatments. And then it's also flexible. I don't have pressure. No, no, no. That That is very draining. I don't know how you manage to juggle so many walls and being a uh, I know. Yeah, it's very demanding. <laughs> it was getting like a bit much. Well, okay. So you've clearly got a very, you're very talented within an eye for both aesthetics and your hands. And what would you say, especially now that you've decided to just focus on the stylish bacon and this sort of field, what would you say your biggest, um, like fulfillment within your job? Like, what do you love day to day? I love, um, obviously being creative. I think like I'm so creative. I'm always busy with projects and like flowers and like everything. But the most fulfilling thing is like sharing a recipe and then like somebody tries it and then they like their family loves it and they like, they're so happy with the result and then they share that joy with you. That's like very, that's like so amazing and it's such a good feeling. And also like just empowering other businesses so like i share recipe on my instagram and then like a home industry she uses this recipe and her clients love it and then it's like increasing her income and yeah so those sort of things from a day-to-day um perspective is like very fulfilling yes i can imagine and seeing other people creating your yes and then they like send you so much of love and they're so happy like thank you for sharing like my husband loved this cake or my kids love this biscuit or yeah it's very and do you would you say you experienced a certain failure um that sort of set you up for success or any sort of hurdles and challenges that come to mind in the past that you really learned from yeah I'm just thinking like I would say um the the most difficult thing from all the experience that I have had um in like industry and working is just like staff management Mm -hmm. like managing staff and you have to be so understanding and like I always try to be the best boss that I could be, but it's difficult when people start taking advantage, you know? So for me um, now, like I don't have a lot of staff and it's, it's maybe it's just better because I feel like you can get like people in your space and things, but you can't control everything. And then like if a staff member has an issue at home, then she doesn't come to work, then I'm in joke of trying to, kind of sort out what's happening at the salon, scheduling the clients, even though there is a receptionist, you know, things like that. Or she has an emergency, her child had an accident at school. So those are big um, learning curves and lessons. So I think it's just about being more understanding. That's what I've learned from that. Like understanding and just like kind of you can't control everything. Some things are out of your control. 
I can so relate to that as well, running a PR agency. It's funny because one of the most rewarding parts is empowering and employing, but at the same time, one of the most draining parts is giving. Exactly. always something small that goes wrong. And it's like... You and you know, just can't control it. It's out of your control. And they always say, don't bring your issues to work. But when you also, in the environment that I created, I wanted an open door policy. So you get stuck with the baggage. Exactly. As- and especially like in my industry with female employees. And I mean, being a mom, there's always going to be issues. Sick kids or yes. accidents happen at school. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you just have to learn to just be more accommodating, understanding. So that was something that I really learned. Yes, that's great. I also very much PR, female-driven, always surrounded by females. You do. You learn how to become more compassionate and understanding and patient. And accommodating, hey? Like, you have to be so accommodating. Totally. And then also, what would you say, if if sort of success is determined by having purpose, what would you say your purpose is? Um, Okay, so for me... I love like community work or just always trying to do things for less fortunate. So if I can use like my platform to help people um, raise awareness for like issues that happen in the world. So say like Lebanese, um, what happened there? Like try to help raise funds for that or like with COVID, um, using my platform for that. Um, I think that is really fulfilling for me. And also, um, like just, um, empowering women to, be able to like increase their worth. So um, if you're a home industry, like I'm happy to help you. You can attend our classes if you need support. We're there for you. You can use um, our recipes um, to obviously improve your business, things like that. That's beautiful. And um, so you've traveled quite a bit. And, yeah, and that was like a thing in the past now. <laughs> I used to travel, yeah. <laughs> Um, and travel both leisurely and for work? Um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I love traveling. I would um, usually, like, I love Paris, so often I'd go there um, a few times a year and then combine um, a pastry course, a master class with one of the good, um, like, the best chefs. So it would be, like, almost work and pleasure. And, I mean, Paris is the capital of uh, beautiful things <laughs> especially pastry so it's a great place to draw inspiration okay. so I would often try to like um, do like business and pleasure at the same time and then how do you feel because I mean yeah you've got an incredible engaging following and community and how did you yeah how did you go about it you you also entered that competition like how did that all yeah. play okay so Exactly. So my Instagram just grew with like sharing the recipes, baking, all of that. And then I had to use that platform to kind of get people to vote for me. So it was like a community-based project, getting the people to vote. And that was like amazing. Um, I definitely say the Lancewood was like a huge um, step for me. I um, found that my... Um, followers grew people started noticing me that saw me on tv and it was more recognizable like um like my name and people attended our pastry classes yeah it was definitely a huge um advantage winning that 
And so, yeah. so just recap for those who are watching or listening, what exactly did the competition entail? Um, yes, for those who aren't. Okay, so, yeah, it was, um, actually, it was strange because I wasn't going to enter, but my sister-in-law, she's a lot older than me. Um, she lives next door, and I always send baking for her because that's what I do. Like, I bake, and I share the baking with my neighbors because, I mean, Everybody should share in happiness. Gosh. So she always like um, gives me feedback. Oh, she loves it. And then she came across the Lancewood um, competition in, I think it was a newspaper. And she sent me the picture and she's like, oh, you have to enter this. Um, you're going to win. And then I was like, okay. I was thinking about, I was like, okay, let me just enter. So basically you had to create a recipe using the Lancewood um, products. And, um, yeah, so I think I entered two recipes. I think there were like over a thousand and something entries. And then it was like a social media um, campaign. We had to get people to vote for us. And that was so stressful. It was like bringing in, like, just like messaging people and campaigning. So um, then I got into the top three. And then obviously we had to do the whole bake-up thing at the studio in Cape Town and then the judges tasted it and then they obviously voted the best creation amazing that's awesome yeah, it, was, it was so exciting <laughs> can't imagine and now that you've sort of honed down your focus on just the baking side of things what does the future hold what are you you always creating what do you want to achieve next I have my recipe book launching this week um well the pre-sales start next week wednesday but the campaign starts this week wednesday and um it will be in store on the 21st of october so i have a lot of time and energy now to focus on that and really like drive that um project and i mean that's been like a labor of love because I mean, I talked about having a recipe book for years. My husband was like, oh, you should do a recipe book. And I was like, yes, I'm going to do like ice creams. I'm going to do cakes. I always talked about it. And then like getting the whole project into motion. And then like last year, I was like, no, this is the year I'm doing my recipe book. <laughs> so I really got into it. And um, I think that will be my passion now. And then also like creating more content on YouTube. Um trying to maybe get some um, TV time, things like that. That's on the side is, like you said, the so social media campaigning is probably part of the hardest. I find when I've, when you put work into like a recipe book, etc., it's hard work, but the, almost the harder work is the campaigning and the promotion. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think and so. Do um, you have a team that supports you um, with the different aspects? Um, yeah, so I have a PR company that helps me, um, Eclipse, they are doing my whole, um, recipe book, um, rollout yeah. and yeah, they've been amazing. So they always have lots of good ideas. Um, yeah, so that's been exciting. That's awesome to have, especially so that you can hone in on your craft. And so before... Exactly. Before we end off, I actually wanted to hear from you. Anyone sort of listening or watching who are really wanting to pursue, um, you know, the so-called side hustle that they're really passionate about, but what sort of advice would you have um, for those to, to go after their passion? I think um, 
that is so important. The most important thing is to do what you love. I know that that's so cliched and people often don't get that opportunity because you need to make a living. But you should definitely start on the side, like pursuing your passion and like, because I feel like if you really are, are good at what you love, you can really make a career out of it because your passion will really flow through. And it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, like baking. I mean, I don't bake to sell, but um, it's definitely something that other people are benefiting from. So there's so much of fulfillment coming from that. And um, yeah, I think no matter what it is, even if it's like painting, if you like painting, then do it because maybe you become this like really great artist and then you can sell your paintings and then that will be your career so yeah completely and then to end off any sort of um a tip that you would give your 20 year old self or anything that you've learned over the years that you wish you sort of knew at like in your young 20s um yeah I would definitely say like patience is not my strongest point <laughs> and that is something I would definitely have had more of because I find that I often want quick results. I'm not I'm always willing to like wait, you know, and that's not a very strong point. Um, certain <clears throat> projects or certain things that you do, you need to be patient and you need to like think it through, don't make a very quick decision, things like that. So I would say that would be the most important thing, like patience, like just always just be patient like think it through and wait um, for the best results just don't rush it so true when you don't rush things things just happen to fall to flow exactly yeah definitely well thanks so much for your time and it was lovely chatting thank you for having me on your platform it was lovely chatting to you too it's a big pleasure and i'm looking forward to all the exciting things that you are still watch my instagram for my recipe book rollouts gonna be amazing yes. I'm so excited to share it it's such a beautiful book it's so much a passion amazing thank you so much it was lovely chatting thank you lovely to meet you this episode of stream was brought to you by olx south africa for more information on the hashtag olx hone your hustle competition visit olx south africa on facebook and on twitter hashtag live more with olx